What do you think about the Messi thing? Anything else on the Messi front, Chris, before we move on? No, I'm done. I'm done. I'm falling out. I told you, I never want to bring this guy's name up again. I don't know, man. This Messi thing is just a freaking mess. What a disaster. I don't want to hear this name ever again until it's official. But they got me back. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Chris, Orlando sucks. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 80 of the Battered Herons podcast. I am your host, Daniel Granada, and alongside me is, well, actually, Chris isn't here today. Uh, he has some other things to deal with. He actually has his wife's birthday, so happy birthday to her. But in his place, we do have a very, very entertaining guest. We've had him on here before, and we appreciate him taking the time to join us on this very special episode. Let me introduce to you Mr. Xavier Guerrero. What's going on, Xavier? Good, man. Hey, thanks for having me again, dude. I always enjoy it. No, man, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, so yesterday, obviously, big time win. A lot of saltiness going around from not just Orlando, <laughs> but just about every fan base I can think of. But before we get into all the saltiness, I did want to talk about just Messi in general. I know he's been balling, right? So that, there's no question in that. But were you surprised at his attitude or the way his he the 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 chirping that was going on during the game? How he was pushing people off the ball physically. Manic, he manic, messy. The way he was pushing people in the manic, messy. Yeah, I, 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 spicy, messy. I like spicy, messy. Yeah, yeah. The Spice Girls spice him up. <laughs> I, I, no, he, he, it's not surprising to me. And I'll tell you why. Go ahead. Keep going. No, no, no. I was gonna. I was just gonna ask you. Are you surprised? Because I see not everybody anymore. here. No, no not, not anymore. anymore. Right? Not anymore because of of the Messi I saw in the World Cup, of the Messi I saw when in when the Netherlands? they lost when they when no 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 when they lost their first game to Saudi Arabia. You know the thing that with Messi and in Argentina they always they wanted him to be Maradona and he's not Maradona, but they wanted to see a, a little edge from him aside. Well, when they lost the first game against Saudi Arabia, that, that everyone was like, what? You know, they had won 33, 32 in a row. And then they lose that game after having the lead. And he came out and he said, relax. I got this. This is on me. You know, take it easy. I'm telling you, we're going to be okay. And I saw a little bit cocky. I said, the attitude. And I saw that confidence. And I saw the leader, Right. So I knew, oh, it's in there. It's it's coming out. It's coming out. And it just kept growing and growing and growing. And, and when it's out, that's like the Incredible Hulk, right? It, it, it's out yeah. now. So now you know it's in there and, and some, you know, it, it comes out. So I, I, I'm not surprised. I was a little worried that he could have gotten, you know, maybe tossed. But yeah. I, I, I'm not one of the critics, you know, not because I, I root for the team. Because when I'm watching the game, I try to be objective. I, I always say that. Right. I try to see what's there. And, and I saw, you know, he, he had a, a, a yellow card and then another play that were kind of close. And I, I wouldn't have, you know, if I was referee, I wouldn't have thrown him out. You know, it was an edgy game. It was a, a tough game. And, and, and that's the star of the show. I, I wouldn't have thrown him out. I think it was there. It's definitely physical. And um, uh, like you said, you referred back to the World Cup. After the Netherlands game. When he, he had the obviously right, like, Mirad Bobo and like all that, 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 that not right there. Yeah, when I saw that 
And maybe it's because I never watched Messi too closely. Like, I, I watched Messi like everybody else. But, like, like I've said plenty of times on the show, I used to be a Real Madrid fan. So I wasn't, like, locked into Barcelona games, right? I'm Colombian. I'm not locked into Argentina games. So when I remember when I saw it in the World Cup, like, man, this kid, this kid got a little more bite to him than I realized when I saw that back in the World Cup. Yeah. But the first two games against Cruz Azul and Atlanta, I felt like he was having fun. He was smiling, friendly. Yeah. But with Orlando... It was like right away. He was just aggressive, chirping. He got the memo. He got the memo. Dudes. Somebody sent him I the think, memo. It's yes. Like, and he, he and understood the assignment. He's all in. And people came and, and someone asked it, like they're confused. They thought he was going to come just to retire and to chill. Uh, he, he's coming to have a, a family life, to enjoy a life just beyond soccer. You know, he wants to enjoy his kids. He wants to, but he's a competitor. Just like, I'm a nobody. I'm a regular Joe. I go play. And when I go play, sometimes I get hurt because the ego and the competitor comes out. You're not the greatest player in the history by not having an ego. Is he a very humble guy? For sure. But inside, he's got that, hey, I'm the best and I want to do. And you're not just going to try to lose to Orlando. Dude. This guy came to win. Jordi Alba came to win. Busquets came to win. And they're letting those guys in that team know, hey, we're here to win. So, you know, step up. And they're doing it. Uh for, for the, I see some people asking. I guess they got on here a little later asking about Chris. Chris is busy right now. He's uh, having dinner with his wife. It's her birthday. But he did say that if he gets here on time, he will jump on because he wants to talk a lot of crap about Orlando. So if he gets on here <laughs> early enough, he'll, he'll be here uh, to jump on. I don't think he caught a – he actually didn't go to the game last night. So unfortunately there. And I should <laughs> shout out for my daughter, Olivia. I love you too, baby. Oh, go, to go to bed. Go to bed. All right. So – we got Messi, understood the assignment, playing aggressive. And like I tweeted it out last night. If they were, I, I didn't think it was possible for us as a fan base to appreciate him any more than we already did, right? He passed up the money from Saudi Arabia. He passed on playing in Europe. He came here. He's embraced the city, going to Publix, you know, all that stuff. I felt like th that's it. Like, we can't love him anymore. But once you start chirping and getting aggressive with Orlando – you're going to win us over even more because you got a spot in the like, heart. Yes. Because even the blue collar players, like if I just have like a random David Reese, go ahead and get a yellow card. Like Messi did like, okay, you know, I have switched you down. You're one Reese, of us. You're that. one of us, but Messi doing it, man, that's it. It's a whole nother level. Build this guy a statue, like a whole new respect for him and a, a brand new admiration for him. Yeah. But I, like you, like you, I've always been like a Real Madrid fan, you know, follow the team. Right, you know, love Cristiano Ronaldo, but I've always, always been, uh, I've always looked at Messi, I, even back because I'm older than you guys, like Maradona. I, I've always appreciated greatness. So when I see it, you know, I'm one of those guys that says I love them both. You know, don't yeah. hate me if you want, but I love them both and I appreciate them both, both in their own ways because they're completely two different people and, and they score and they do play differently, but they're both brilliant. So, well, yeah, Messi, yes. Messi's the man. Messi's the man. And, I, and I'm with you because I remember when I would talk to people about Real Madrid, people would think I was weird because although I always, obviously, Ronaldo over Messi, as far as me liking a player because he played yeah, for Real Madrid. it's your preference. But your I preference. never said Messi was better, uh, Ronaldo was better than Messi. I don't understand how anybody could say that. Ronaldo's a better finisher, I think. But Messi is a better player in every aspect of the game. So, I was never that guy. But... I had saw somebody here in the comments ask about the Dallas side. We're actually going to have Joe Shaw come on the show a little later. Nice. Uh, he is 
from Dallas. He's a big Dallas supporter. He's also the one that does the the uh, Miami Fusion podcast. So he also has a lot of love for Miami soccer. So he's going to come on with us a little later. He's actually going to help us preview the Dallas game a little better than we can because, I mean, Beautiful. I could honestly tell you I don't know Dallas as well as I'm sure he does. All right. So were you surprised that Messi and Busquets played a full 90? Because I expected it from Messi, but I was honestly surprised to see Busquets run out there for 90 minutes or 100 was, minutes, really. When, when I was in the press box um, and the game was tied 1-1, you know, they go into the into the half, tied 1-1. You know, we're talking, we always chirp amongst each other. One of the guys asked me, you know, what do you think? And I said, look, I'm a little worried if Messi comes out because these guys are growing into the game. You know, it's not like Orlando was doing anything special no. except they were countering, you know, Pretty, pretty good counters, but it's not like they had the possession. It's not like they were doing anything great, but it felt like they were growing. It felt like they were starting to like bother Miami. And Miami had the possession, was moving it, but they weren't either. It didn't look like they were controlling him either. It, it was like an even match. And I said a one-to-one game, and if Messi comes out, mm, yeah, I'm a little worried. So I'm glad that, that – and, and that's the competitor that these guys – you know, competitors that they are. I'm sure that the coach – you know, and he said it after the match. It's like, you know, if Messi would have said, hey, you know, sub me out, he's coming out because he's looking and listening to see what, what you know, what, what he's telling him. Uh, and Messi was all into it. Like you said, he, he's, he's bought into this team. He's bought into this team. He, he, he's enjoying his time here, and he wants to give this team, you know, what, everything he has. I've seen him defend in these three games with Inter Miami like I haven't seen him like in years past. I mean, in the previous game uh, against Atlanta, I saw him make a, a run all the way across field to like to, to, to you know to get to the guy, and and that wasn't him before. You know, this game he chilled a little more, but he was still intense in in his defense. It's like you can tell he's all into this, and and it's it's great for us. It's great for, for well, Miami. And let's talk, okay. Well, you 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 touched on it a little bit, so let's talk about the game in general. I know that. Obviously, everybody's saying that the penalty call, and we're going to get into that penalty call in a second. Yeah, but I'll give you my that opinion. The penalty, that. Yeah, but that, that was the turning point of the game, whatever. I really felt like Orlando really didn't have that many chances. Like I felt like Miami basically controlled the game. They controlled the ball. And although Miami, Orlando was pressing very high, right? they were trying to force those turnovers. They made Miami uncomfortable. Miami, they did make right, Miami but, uncomfortable. But I, I thought Miami did a pretty decent job of keeping possession kind of minimizing those turnovers, at least in their half. And I thought that Kamal Miller had one hell of a game because when they were pressing high, Kamal Miller either played the ball to the right places or he himself took out one player and would push the ball up and that's open what was up expected. the defense. That was his, that's so, what was expected well, when, when he was brought in. Yes, yes. And, and This player, this player. Right I am. Now. What, what I saw last game, I think that's the best game I've seen Kamal Miller play. And I was really happy with the way he's professed for sure. So no, I, I absolutely, he's a very talented player, a lefty, a, a center back, uh, hot, hot commodity, you know, and, and the quality that he has, but he, he hadn't um, provided what he provided in this game. Th this is a, a game to me that tells me Miami can mix it up with anybody in this league and, and can, and, and in the, and in the Mexican, whatever league, you know, they're playing because they have the finesse, but when it got feisty and they had to push, they pushed back. When it got hard that they needed to defend, they defended hard, and and they they can do whatever you want, we can do it, and and they showed me that in this game because Orlando, I give them a lot of respect. I don't, 
I don't know if it's me, but I, I think from Miami to Orlando, there's a lot more respect than from Orlando to Miami. Like they're always saying that this is a shitty club and, and all that stuff. I don't know. But but I think we respect that they they they're a good team. But now they're gonna have to respect that Miami is a solid team. They Miami outplayed them. All the other stuff we're gonna talk about later, you know, is part of the game. But if you watch this game, Miami outplayed them. Miami outplayed them. If it's a boxing, they out they had more points. You know, Orlando yes, threw yes. some 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 Orlando threw some power punches, you know, and 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 you know, but but watching it, Miami outplayed Orlando. They they, they I, won the game. I agree. I I think that and to the point that you said that we respect them more than they respect us. I don't want to say I respect them too much, right? Because fuck them. But I. Well, that's a different the, story, though. Yeah, that's different. Yes. <laughs> but, but the before, pitch, the pitch. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. But before the game, I, I I and I came on here and I said this out of the three games we've played, or the two first games, this was going to be the biggest challenge because I Absolutely. knew that their defense is solid. Absolutely. Like Rivalry I knew that this too. wasn't going to be. Game. Yeah, that that also. So Atlanta, again, we scored four easy goals, but they had one of the worst defense and still have one of the worst defenses in the league. Yeah. Cruz Azul, I don't know what they're going to be by the end of their Liga MX season, but the first three games, they looked pretty bad. So I felt like those were convincing wins, but nothing to like write home about. But I knew that this was going to be a challenge. So I respected them in that aspect. And I'm of really course. happy at the way we looked because although they were pressing high and they made it difficult on us, right? They had two guys marking Messi yeah. constantly. We figured out a way to kind of break those presses. Kamal Miller and, and uh, Yedlin, I think, has not enough people are talking about how well Yedlin's been playing over the last month. Yedlin's been playing great. I think that this was a full team effort. And where I'm was really this glad at how they Where showed. was this Yedlin at the beginning, though? I understand that, that it's a different team, obviously, because when you have two studs like that, and, and you know, I, I said it before, even before they got here, I said, look, what, what I expect when you have these two elite elite players because that's what it, they're older but they're still elite players when you yeah. when you have these guys the rest of the team they kind of like get 100%. this this confidence in this and you see it you know with a guy with robert taylor he's always been a good player i always liked him as a player and he stepped it up even more his quality is out his creativity is just flowing but he's like dude i have the goal right here and i'm touching and i'm tapping with him you saw the pass that he put in for the third goal that's yes. a world-class play, you know, and, oh, he's exaggerating. No, I'm not exaggerating. He got the ball. He stood the guy up, and he just gave a perfect lob into the box with three defenders around him. And then and Joseph. And Joseph. People, people always bitching Joseph. Not only, yeah, they're bitching him, but you have to see his improvement. He hasn't been scoring, but, man, he's been – his dynamic – he's having some dynamic runs. He's having some touches, and, and he was – that play was cold-blooded. He stopped it, and he he kind of gave a little fake, and the defender bit like he was gonna shoot yep. it with his left, and he just went like this, toma, to Messi like dear, and Messi but, said gracias, boom, yeah, I'm in. And, and I want to talk about Joseph because he has been getting pooped on a lot. And by the way, random guy, uh, yes, I was in the south stands, I was in the seventh row, right behind the goal, um, and the tiki taka that Matthew's bringing up, that I think it was like thirty five straight passes where they were just going. We haven't seen that all year long. It was, it was ever, awesome to ever see. in the history yeah. of no, and of this franchise. Ever. No, ever, ever. But We've back never to, seen back to like Joseph, that. a couple things. We were talking about this with, with Alex Winley uh, last week. Joseph has been getting criticized a lot because he hasn't been scoring. Mm -hmm. But Alex agreed with me and even and Chris also agreed. 
we think that he's been playing, although he hasn't been finishing, he's been playing well for what he's expected to do on this team right now. He's been he's yeah, expected he's been to better. make those runs. Right, he's making those runs. He is he's taking a few defenders with him. That second goal against Atlanta for Messi, the reason that he was wide open in the middle of the box is because Joseph made that run in front of him and took two defenders with him. He's making the plays necessary. Now he's not finishing, and this brings brings me back to yesterday, when when they had that penalty kick. I remember I was with my brother and I told my brother, I think Joseph's gonna take it, and he said, "There's no way," and I said. Messi, at least to me, up until that point, nothing had proved it, but I just thought to myself, Messi seems like that type of player that, one, doesn't care about taking that penalty kick, and two, is like, you know what? Joseph needs this. And he went ahead and he let him take that. And I think that was a huge move. I wish wish they would have had a press conference with Messi afterwards. I don't think they did, correct? But I wish they would have, so they could have asked him because... I really think that he was like, you know what? Joseph needs this this confidence boost more than I do. And I love that Joseph returned it right back right. a little later. You're you're a hundred percent correct in that. That that's the type of player. It's, it's he's brilliant. And these three games, you know, when you're you see him live, you see him there. Uh, he's so smart. It looks like he's floating in slow motion, and everybody else is standing still. I mean, in in the goals that he scored, it's just. A couple of movements in the box. The first goal is fantastic because you have you have you know the pass goes out to to Taylor. Taylor starts cutting in right, and the defenders start focusing, which is crazy to me. It's like okay, I'm gonna focus here, and I I got the greatest guy in the history right next to me, but I, I lost focus on him. How that happens, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But everybody <laughs> starts to shift, kind of looking, and Messi's out outside the box, and he times the run perfectly. Like everybody's looking, and he's just going in by himself, floating yeah. with, with with his you know guardian angel wings, you know floating, and this guy chips a perfect, beautiful, lovely, and then you have the go just go like caress it and beam it up there. That was that beginning had me thinking, oh, whoa, what are we seeing here? What is this? This is from another yeah. world, another level of soccer. Beautiful, man. And that was, he, he's just brilliant. And, and like I said before, I was in the South Stand. I was in the seventh row, which, by the way, I, I still have a grief with Inter Miami for not offering me my season tickets because I'm in the first row or my season tickets, but whatever. I had to buy seventh row. They should give me the option to buy my first row, but whatever. That's a different story. Um, <laughs> I, I was right there, and I, I didn't see Messi. I was I mean, maybe it's because I was so focused in on Robert Taylor and the ball. Neither, neither did the defenders. I, <laughs> yo, when, when he chipped it, I was like, "There's nobody there. Where is he chipping it to?" And then Messi just comes out of nowhere, and the control that he has to just stop it on his chest and then just volley—it was just man, it's a work of art. And like at that point, dies. I was like, "Oh, we we might kick their ass." Like that, I was thinking this might be Atlanta all over again. So oh, I wasn't. I I didn't, I didn't think that, but I thought, okay, well, that's a good start. That's a good start. No, when with the, I don't know, I felt like that was such an easy goal. The way he kind of just was by himself, I was like, "Oh shit, I might have been wrong with this whole good Orlando defense." But I but no, Orlando played solid after that. Uh, and Emmanuel, thank you for joining us, man. One a.m. in Africa. Wow, that is, that is awesome. I appreciate you taking the time to join us. Uh, but that is uh, that was it was a good game. Like like we expected up until like I said, the last three games now have been decided by more than one goal. But before those three games, the first nine were all either a draw or decided by one goal. It's a rivalry game. That's what you expect when you have a rivalry game. Those really close contested games. Tough, gritty, tough, gritty, gritty games. 
and and Miami found a way to to outgritty them and and to finesse and and beat them three to one. We'll talk about the other stuff as as we get into it because there there's a lot of I I can understand a lot of the complaints from the Orlando City fans, but but I have a, a perspective. You know, I give them some some credit in their concerns, but I think there's more to it. It's not as simple as oh that wasn't a penalty. You know, there's more well, to it. Right, right before. Well, I want to get into that next, but I want to talk about one thing before we get into Orlando Crybabies. Okay, so yeah. the one goal that they scored was off of a set piece again. Beautiful. They caught Miami nappy. But they but Miami's always napping on set pieces. What do you think is you the stop. issue? We because wake it, up. it seems yeah, because it seems like I I almost like an open play, I'm almost not worried about getting scored on anymore. But when the there's set a set piece, <laughs> but when I when there's a set piece, there's a set play, my ass. Especially like quarter kings. They're, they're, quarter kings are always yes. dangerous with my <laughs> So I, I don't understand what it is, but as soon as I see, I see some type of stuff, a corner, a free kick, anything, I'm like, oh, shit, here it comes. They might, they might so relax I, for a second. I'm not sure why. You think that's what it is? Because that's what I was going to ask I'm, you. I'm not sure. What do you think they need to do? Because I thought that everybody's like, you know, Neville's tactics are horrible. Well, Tata doesn't seem to be knowing how to control this either because we've been scored on, what, twice in the League's Cup now? Both off it, the set know, pieces. Um, yeah, Lynn, I asked him about that. A few a few games back, and he said that it's a desire, right? It's a desire. It, it's a when when that ball's up in the air, you you have to want it more than the other person. But I, one, another thing is that I see is, is Miami plays a zone, and then they play kind of like a, a man to man up up top. And sometimes in this zone, you, you, people get lost. People get lost in that zone. You don't know whose assignment it is. No, this is my. It's confusing. Old school was you know one one. That's your guy. Wherever he goes, it opens up. It's different uh, tactics to the fan. I just think Miami's is a little confusing with, with that zone. Sometimes they get lost in the zone. They get lost in the zone. Instead, instead of just play, marking somebody. Yeah, but this play was brilliant, though, because you can tell these guys worked on this, and this was specifically, you know, planned for this game. They, and, they saw and, something. And, and, they saw something. And, in our, the, in, and our back post is always open. Always, always, always. Neville, and, and that was Tata, the shift. You see that play? Yeah. Angulo is a fantastic player. He came in, you know, he just left Benji because he, he burst with the Rockets past him and, and hit a good shot with his right, uncomfortable. Drake made the, the beautiful save, but the ball goes perfectly to, to Araul. What happened? Everybody shifted, you know, and they left the bad yeah. guy. I counted. There was, I think there was four or five um, Orlando players, but there was like seven Miami players. So that they shouldn't have never been an open guy. It's just everybody like went the wrong way. So they got distracted, I think, on that play. But it was brilliant, though. They that that was a play where they said, "Okay, let's use it now." It's the moment, and they they it was per- executed great. They caught us off guard. Uh hundred percent. And uh, and Pedro Raf- uh, Rafael, he says he's Portuguese, wow. but he also understands that that Messi is better than Ronaldo. So that, that, that's saying a lot, right? From somebody that's Portuguese, from straight straight All from right. Ronaldo's crib. Now, we are going to get into the Orlando Crybabies, and I promise you I did not plan it this way. But mm-hmm. as we were about to transition to Orlando being crybabies, we just, had somebody, we just had somebody join in on the show. So let me bring on Mr. KBD. No, that How was perfectly planned. You that doing, was perfectly planned. Hey, Listen, I didn't opened, even right? know. I, didn't, I really didn't try to plan it this way, but <laughs> here we are. It was destined hey, to be what? this way. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, Chris loves pooping I mean, on Orlando. So 
listen, the Orlando fans son una bola de come pinga, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> it just doesn't get they, any they more talk, descriptive they talk, than they that. They talk a lot of stuff, and then they hold their noses up like they're so much better than everybody. I, I was going back and forth with some guy in Twitter about, you know, the, the whole graffiti and all that garbage. And and the guys, no, because you Miami criminals. And I was like, well, okay, now now we know how you really feel, right? Miami mm-hmm. criminals. There's no criminals. There's nothing. Orlando, they're all angels. Everybody's perfect. I was like, oh, man, come on, get out of here. Well, let me tell you something. They, their supporters groups is called the Ruckus. And I'm not going to tell you. One, I, I barely heard them. But my wife kept pointing out their stupid drum. And let me tell you something. Maybe it's because we're spoiled with our supporters group, with, uh, they do a great which job with good, the drums and everything. Good. Yeah, they're good. But man, when you listen to the Orlando drums, it sounds like Jumanji. It's just like, boom, boom. And it's, and it's it, it's it was a good movie, but it's it's really boring. Like, yeah, it's, like, it's really bad. So what? So we're spoiled, and we should appreciate our supporters. Quality, there's quality, City, there's quality over there. The, uh, the Siege yeah. of the Legion, everybody out there that makes the noise and does the music, appreciate you all because that Jumanji shit that the Ruckus had going on yesterday. Horrible. It was horrible. It. I, I feel bad for anybody that was born in Orlando and it feels like they're forced to root for that team because that's a horrible, horrible experience. But Chris, before we get onto the crybabies, would you like to say anything before we start talking about them crying about the game? <laughs> we still have no idea where Fridge Guy is. I was I out looking for him, by the way. Me. Fridge Guy can make some money, man. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, first of all, there, I don't know if you saw on Twitter, there was a guy that literally said on one of the posts, he's like, oh, well, we redecorated your mural. Like, well, take, take some, take some accountability there, Papa. Like, oh, I haven't you're going to sit here and we and redecorated you, your mural. Wow. Yeah. Like he, like, and no, and not that same wording, right. I'm kind of taking it out of context, but he did sort of kind of say that like, yeah, we did that. And it's like, okay, if you're, we, then show me who we are. Right. But of course nothing happened. Um, I think it's crazy that all these Orlando players, Danny, are all just so salty and complaining about the refs, dude. And the fact oh, that man. you blasted five red cards in their last couple games, and they're gonna yeah. sit here and talk about how terrible the refs are, please, bro. Get oh, yeah, I mean, th- 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 I think me that break. was the worst part that they're like, Oh, the refs hate us, Bitch, you had five games this year where you had the opposing, and then they're like, Oh, but it was an accumulation of yellows, yes. Because they give the other team so many yellows. Look, I don't care what you say about Messi's second yellow that he's supposed to get. That first yellow to me was soft. Like, that yeah, should have been a was. warning. Was it a foul? 100%. It was like 20 minutes into the game. That was like the first rough contact he had. Give him a warning. Like, I thought it was so stupid that he got that first yellow. It could have been a yellow. Ah. Just like it could have been a yellow because he, he came out and like he literally just kicked the guy from behind. Could he have let it go? Absolutely. Absolutely. That was soft. That was soft. But I I, I think, Danny, it's it's kind of crazy, though, right? Like, to see all these people so salty. And you, and it was like you said, right? They were all prepared with these excuses, right? If it wasn't going to be one thing, it was going to be another, right? Oh, no. we, they we, were going to we come out. It, it, it was going to be basically none of it was their fault. And it was everybody else's fault except Orlando. And they're sitting there like, oh, it's Orlando versus the world. No, buddy. You guys suck. But you have to be prepared for this. And and anybody that's listening, and I'm assuming that the majority of people in here are into Miami fans, just be prepared. From now on, it's either Miami loses or their team was cheated. Like that, that's what it is. Every team's gonna go into Miami games like that. It's like, all right, scripted. we're playing against it's scripted. Yeah, 
We're playing against Miami and the refs. So just be ready. Because if we lose, it's because the refs helped them win. Like, that's what it's going to be now from, from here on until Messi leaves. Just, be, just know that that's happening. So just embrace the hate and, and, just, and just enjoy beating everybody's ass because that's what's coming. Like, but so, Miami um, Heat, when they got LeBron and Bosh come over here, everybody's yeah. saying it. Oh, it's the Heatles. Everybody hated, you know, Miami. Everybody hates Miami regardless. Well, for some reason, I like, you know, up north, everybody well, hates because Miami. Because they wish they could live here. Because we, we live where they come to vacation, I guess. But, exactly. but, but, but the point is, that the goals that Miami scored, I mean, penalty aside, the two goals that Miami scored are high-quality, high-quality, you know, goals in any league in the world. Very yeah. good goals. So there, there's nothing to talk about, man. Stop whining. You know, well, I, I don't understand how it can't just be your team is better than our team. And that's I, it. At least on this right? night. Like, at least on this night, right? You know, if 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 we're playing against a team, if we weren't the Messi, Busquets, and Jordi Alba show, and we're playing against them, and we lose to them, like okay, maybe we'll feel sour about a couple calls, but at the end of the day, we're playing against Messi, Busquets, and Jordi Alba. Like, but but you're th- but you're right, a Chris. Complete difference. But you're right, Chris, because that's the thing. Every game, look, most times that you lose. You get on Twitter, oh, the refs with that shitty call. That's why we lost the game. That happens most of the time. But what was yeah. happening yesterday was, oh, the MLS, it's a joke now. This is what fixed. the MLS has it's become. Fixed. And it's like, oh, come on, man. Like, just be like, okay, that was a soft penalty call. That's fine. But anyway, so I wanted to get to Xavier. And you said that you had something to say about the penalty because Absolutely. I, I, want to, I want to address some of these complaints that Orlando and all these other MLS fans have. Yeah, to, to start, I'm going to say that I understand Orlando fans for criticizing the call. It, it was a critical moment in the game. Orlando looked like they were, you know, feeling their way into the game. It looked like to them probably that, that they were, you know, they had the upper hand. But me, objectively, not as an uh, Inter-Miami fan, objectively as a soccer uh, enthusiast, as someone who's played, you know, even at low levels, in that play, was it a soft call? Perhaps. Could it have been? I think it was a 50-50. Some referee might not have called it. That guy called it, and I don't think he was wrong. And I'll explain why. Um, the defender, the defender felt and he saw Joseph won. Joseph was winning that ball. He won his back. He turned and he got burned. He was burned. Um, Galese was still too far out to come. If you re- if you watch the play again in slow motion, Galese was starting to come out and he never came all the way out because he knew that if he came out, he's done. He was cooked. So you know, he had to. It, he was never going to get to that ball. He puts out his arm. First, he hits him here. And then he grabs him. Even uh, holding on, on the call, he, he said at the beginning, oh, I don't think it's a, you know, pan. And then he, they saw the play again. He goes, okay, there's a grab, but I don't think it was enough. Uh, no, it, it was enough, and I'll tell you why. That same play, take it out of the penalty box. Put it in the midfield with Joseph breaking free from midfield towards the goal on his own and that defender yes. grabs him like that and joseph takes oh joseph took a brilliant a veteran move by by falling by fl- but, yeah flopping back but in the midfield in the midfield if it's the same exact play joseph won his back he's got him he's toasted if that defender puts his hand on him just like he did and grabs his arm just like he did and joseph falls what happens there's a foul called and it's a there's yellow a call. call yeah was Didn't McVay get called for something like that? And he got red carded. And he got, he got red carded. McVay so. was a little bit with, with two hands, but it was soft also. Like He kind of like went like this and let, let him go, but he did enough to slow him down. 
The defender did enough to slow Joseph down. Joseph brilliantly also took the dive and made it easy for the ref. And I think the ref had a good position. You know, tough, tough call because of the moment. Absolutely. Could it have been called? Absolutely. Absolutely. Could another ref maybe not have called it? Yeah, he would have given the advantage to the defender because that's an advantage to the defender there. And and in the box, Joseph, Joseph made a good run. He had him. He did. He had, he had him. him beat. He had him he, beat. And he had Galesi beat because he couldn't come out. He, it was too far for him. So he mm-hmm. had him. It was a good call by the ref, in my estimation, trying to be as fair as possible. Because I said, okay, there you're, you're complaining because it's a penalty. But if the play's on the other side, that's a that, that could possibly be even a red if he's if he's stopping a, a, a you know a play that a transition play yeah. right. So you know it, it was a tough call, but I think honestly, you know, was the right call. Okay, so the penalty, I agree with you. Uh, soft, that, that okay. <laughs> so soft, I'm, that's fine if you want to say it's soft. But regardless, this soft penalty is called all the time. I decided to go back and just look at one, just one of those penalty kicks that Orlando was given this year. And the only one that, the first one that I saw, I was like, this is enough because if I wanted to, I could just pull this up. It was against the Red Bulls. If you want to go back, it was like in June 3rd, I think it was. Uh-huh. The guy flopped in the box. It, it, he acted like he got pulled down. He, he got touched on the shoulder. He, he fell down. They gave him the penalty kick. Yeah, I promise bad. you, if I go back to June 3rd on Twitter, I will find Red Bull fans complaining that it was BS and Orlando fans saying, does it matter if it was soft or not? It was the call was the call inside the box. So don't give me that. That, that, It happens every single game. The MLS isn't fixed and Joseph wasn't messy that was getting pulled down because if it was messy that got fouled, it would have been even more. Oh my God, you can't touch messy. So that's that. And then I wanted to talk about that second yellow that everybody keeps talking about. I'll, I'll ask Chris first. Chris. Should Messi have gotten a red card because that should have been his second yellow? I don't know, man. I mean, everybody was playing real chippy last night. You know, in a way, you kind of got to let them play it out. But you can tell that there were at least two players that I can think of that were kind of out for blood. I don't want to say blood in the sense of like to kill, but like they were playing a little rougher with Busquets and with Messi than usual. Right. I mean, there was a slide tackle towards the end of the game against Busquets that I thought was a freaking red card and a half. Um, Messi took a shoulder to the face starting the game. Sorry, starting the match, not even five minutes. I turned to a colleague in in the press box, starting the match, not even five minutes into the game. Uh, I don't recall which player was from Orlando, but he cleated, he spiked uh, Busquets, where Busquets is showing the ref where he got him up in the sock. That was a yellow, clear yellow. Did he yeah, give it to and him? They let, and no, no, nothing. he didn't. Because he, he, I, I imagine the referee thought, you know, it's touring the game well, for whatever let reason. Him play out. That was a yeah. clear yellow also. I mean, he, 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 you know, the guy's not a great referee. He's not a great referee, no. but I don't think that he did anything special for either side. Miami was Look, the better if, side. And that's it. If Apple, if Apple TV gave me the option of screen recording, believe me, I would have been petty enough to go ahead oh, yes. and screen record every time that we didn't get a call <laughs> and that they did. Now, Apple TV doesn't give me that luxury, so I'm not going to go. You would be that petty? You would be that petty? Yes, 100%. Oh, for sure. I, 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 was I don't up, waste uh, my time anymore. I already I, dealt I do. with so many people that I know that I was no, regardless – they're not going to change their but, mind. But, but I enjoy okay. No, I know they're not going to change their mind. Oh, okay. Like, you enjoy it. That's different. That's different. Yes. Uh, I was up until 3 a.m. going back and forth with people yesterday because oh, I got boy. home at 1 o'clock. Look, that yes, game yes. ended at, at 11.37 or so. Yeah, I got yeah, home yeah. at 1 a.m. 
So from 1 a.m. to 3 a.m., it was just finally I get to be on Twitter. I'm, 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 clock, I'm let's go. Yes, Twitter mm. fingers heavy till 3 in the morning. Oh, but um, it, it's fun. I mean, that's how I mean, people say that yeah, Twitter yeah. Is, is BS, but don't tell me that, that doesn't contribute a little bit to the rivalry, right? Because everybody runs to Twitter. Oh, to talk yeah, to it's BS. lovely. It's lovely. It's lovely. Uh, and then the one, the one other thing that I wanted to talk about as far as uh, Orlando crying, um, everybody's saying that Busquets should have gotten a red. For what? Oh, because of and, the, and, the, the, the no, 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 no. But, but this, is, this, is, this, this is BS. I'm going to tell you one thing. Everybody keeps putting the still image of his hand close to his neck. There you go. If you watch it in real time, What's he just does got? a quick pushing him back. Yes, Damn. maybe his hand moved up over his sweaty jersey and ended up a little higher as he's pushing him back. The still image looks a lot worse than it actually was. Yeah. Just the same way that if I, if you want, I can, and I can't find it right now, but I can show you the still image of Joseph getting taken down in the box while this guy's grabbing onto his arm. Still images in real time, two completely different things. So I don't understand why everybody keeps posting a stupid picture of him with the kids with the, the hand around people, the neck. People don't know Watch how to the cope. actual video. People oh, don't know how silly. to cope. That's one of the greatest problems right now. People don't know how to cope. That's why they're always sad, depressed, taking pills. Dude, deal with it. You lost the freaking game. You lost and on the top, game. And on top of that, they're sad because I think Disney is going to be losing their rights to Mickey Mouse at some point, like in a year or two. So no, like, no, if no, Mickey no. Mouse goes, forget so, about so it. There's gonna nothing be Mortimer, to do so it's going to be Mortimer Mouse again? Mortimer? Yeah, Mortimer of ugly-ass <laughs> mouths, bro. No, hold on. Wow, <laughs> this right. just keeps getting worse. Yeah. <laughs> so... We're gonna we're gonna jump into uh, Dallas talk in a second, but I did want to touch on one more thing. Jordi Alba and Diego Gomez made their debuts yesterday. Now, obviously, it was late in the game. Uh, Diego Gomez he, is a dog. Kremaki, I, I got I something to say about take, that. He, he, he's taken a step down a little bit over the last couple of weeks, I think. You so, think so? yeah, mm. I think I think Kremaki hasn't been playing as well as he did when he when he first showed up, and. I, I thought I would see Diego Gomez. He, he was kind of reckless. He came in there. He got a quick yellow. It was like a minute into his time in there. I don't know if it's because he's over-energized yeah. or what. He was nervous. But yeah, He was nervous. Yeah. He might have been after, nervous. After the game, no, after the game, um, I saw some video where, where Franco and the other people are asking him questions, and he's one of the guys that passes by, and they ask him, and he said it. He was, he was nervous at the beginning, and then he worked his way into the game, which is funny yeah. for, for a pro player to admit it, even though he's young, he's 20. And, and you yeah. compared Kamashi because they look kind of similar players. Kamashi's a little bit younger. But Kamashi, when, when he first got in, he'd make his mistakes, but he didn't look nervous to me. Diego looked yeah. a little nervous at the beginning, and, and then he worked into it. Now, mm -hmm. I'm going to steal a little bit of your thunder because I, I Go for it. see people um, writing about right away on Facebook and, you know, where, oh, no, no, Gomez, the bench Kamashi. Ooh, no, no, I, I, I'm going to pump slow, the brakes too. No, that. no, no. Slow down right now because Kumashi has been improving gradually. And now yes. with these guys on the pitch, Kumashi has been one of the better players on the pitch. On the pitch. Why? Because no, you, so. you have an 18-year-old man-child who's yeah. playing box-to-box, box-to-box, box, box, running down people. He's he's defending like an like a maniac. No, his but motor now, is great for sure. Yeah, but 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 and you need more than a motor. He's defending like a maniac, but now he's getting the ball and putting quality passes, controlling before he'd give a bad pass or he no no. He's getting the ball. He's looking he's back. Putting, he's, he's looking back before getting it. I'm so I noticed smooth. that yesterday. No, he's looking yeah. smooth. He's looking smooth. He's getting it and giving quality mm -hmm. passes. The pass, the pass to Joseph came from who? 
Yeah, from Ben Krem. From 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 Crema. From Crema. Yeah, yeah. And 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 it's not the first time. He's been giving some nice passes. He's been improving. Now, I personally, personally, don't get over in hype with Diego. Diego just got here. Kramashi has been he's, no, he's earning he's earning his spot and he's earned his place on the team right now. And I think that kid, you gotta watch out, he's a very high ceiling. It's not for any I, reason that there's a lot of European teams scouting him. The kid I, look has talent. I don't I don't disagree. And I like Ben Krem, right? Like like Chris has kind of tagged him as the nickname Ben Krem. No, no, I like you guys him. are amazing with the nicknames. Yeah, I, I like the Ben <laughs> Krem, but I, I I'm my thing is that I feel like he's been turning the ball over a little too. He's been a little careless with his passes. I do agree he's been improving. Since he got here, he's been improving. I think outside of Ian Frey, I thought he was the brightest spot on the team. Him, Ian Frey, and Noah Allen, those three to me, let's keep them forever. I love those three. But there are there are kids. We saw yes, them grow up. Yes. <laughs> yes, those three. I love those three. But I do think that he needs a little more experience. And I feel like with the team around him, we don't know about Diego Gomez yet. I'm not going to say I was extremely impressed with him yesterday. But then again, I sit in the South Stand. I, I mean, like what I, I saw. I, 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 right. What, what I saw was great. I, I thought he was, like you said, he was a little nervous, came out, got that quick yellow. But I would like to see a little more Diego Gomez. And I hope that Brent Kremke oh, can go ahead no. and, and, His first pass. and continue. Is the new Pizarro? Coño, who? No, really no, Pizarro. no. Who's Mike V? For Mike V, is the V is the V for Venom? Like he just <laughs> used Venom? No, Mike V. Mike V throws bangers out there, but no, that was, no, no, no. He, 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 he's just throwing Venom out there. Just throwing yeah. Venom. All right. Uh, share the ball. Share the ball out of here, dude. And, and then and then quickly, Jordi Alba. Jordi Alba. Um, I I didn't. He didn't stand out to me, but then again, he didn't have much chance to do much. Uh, he did have some great outlet passes, I thought, the way he pushes the ball forward. But again, I, I, I'm more excited to see him uh, when he starts. Wow. Are, are you Bangladesh. good with Shout uh, out to Bangladesh Open Window. That's an interesting nice name. Stuff. Open Window. Yeah. You guys, you guys, uh, how, do you feel the same about Noah Allen or with Jordi Alba? What, what what was your point that you, Noah is a, a good player, but but you know that's Jordy's oh, spot. The difference in quality. No, of course we know we know that's Jordy's spot. And 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 Noah. Look, I'm a Noah Allen fan. He has to understand that you you're having a, a world class player coming in, a guy who's won the World Cup, who's won champions, and he still these guys all still they're in their thirties, but they still have gas in the tank. Because the 30s now and in, in, in you know 2023 is not the 30s in 1993 when these guys used yeah. to smoke and go to and drink beers and go to sleep at four in the morning to go to no these are different guys they they're they're elite athletes and they still got some gas you know are are they what they used to be no but they're still better than the vast majority of players in in the world you're talking about you're talking about Lionel Andres Messi. Messi. Mm -hmm. He he just won the World Cup. He yeah. was the main factor for that team to win the World Cup. He was one of the best. If he was the best player in that World Cup, you're talking about yeah. Busquets, where they won, you know, the the the, the, the Europe League, whatever thing over there that they do uh, with with the captain um, Jordy. You know, these guys are still high quality players that the league has never never had the you know someone like that at their prime they've brought in for sure good players Slatan is, is a great player but even Slatan with his ego and all this shit he'll point to Messi and know that's the man yeah that's the man and he's here he's wearing pink and and they're not giving him the games they're taking them because nobody's 100%. giving him 
Nobody's giving him five goals. No, no, I just nobody's giving him. him five goals. I just feel kind of bad for guys like you know Davi Ruiz. He's a dog. He's gonna lose his. He's gonna lose minutes. Like, well, this. I don't know what happened to Arroyo, and but well, before we keep going, I, I did want to jump on to Dallas. We're never meant to we have other injuries. No, they weren't. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we do have another guest to join us here. We have. You may have heard him already. He's been on with us before. He does the Miami Fusion uh, podcast. He is going to have a Miami Fusion Day here October 6th, where we kind of have like a, a panel. And I, like I said, I'll let him talk about it a little bit. And before I bring him in, we have a few people here listening live. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe while you're on here. It helps the channel grow and new people find us. So go ahead and do that. So without much further ado, we bring on Mr. Joe Shaw. The biggest reason we have him on, not only because of the Miami Fusion, but he is a Dallas FC supporter. So for that, sir. <laughs> I'm conflicted, guys. Oh, uh, no. Welcome. <laughs> the Miami no. Welcome. <laughs> wow. I'm and you get the I, awkward I boo like the every three no, seconds. Like, oh, no, no, let me tell you something. This is the one that Chris wanted to give you, but I refused. Oh, that's one. That's that's the Jets boo. <laughs> but I, I was kind. I was classic. Kind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, so, so how I got you doing, the, Joe? I'm good. I got the Miami Fusion jersey I'm rocking, oh, but I also see, got there you go. My Dallas scarf uh, because I can't I can't help where I'm born, right? Can't help where I'm born. You can't help where you, you start. But I'm conflicted, but I'm excited because I think this match that's coming up in Dallas, hosting Messi's Miami or Miami and Messi, however you want to call it, right? Into Miami. Yeah, Miami and be, Messi. Come on. Miami and Messi. There it is. It's going to be a good match. I mean, I think there's a couple of good storylines here, right? So for one, it's the Messi's first time on the road in MLS. And yep. typically in MLS, though, I don't know about this time, if you saw the uh, $62,000 resale tickets in Dallas for a $45 normal seat, I don't know that how many Dallas fans are going to be there. I'm what? just saying $62,000 for a $45 no, but, seat. So I mean, I'll be impressed when somebody buys it at that price, though. Right. People I mean, put it at those prices, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. But the so historically, Right. MLS stadiums have huge home field advantage. We see that all the time year over year. And so I think it's the first time where you're going to get a little bit of a of a of a home crowd for Messi to go up against. Um, and then you also have got guys like Jesus Ferreira, right, who is historically been a stud for Dallas and is continuing to try and stake a claim for he should be in the MVP conversation, right? So he's this whole season has been about him trying to rewrite the narrative that people may have had post World Cup. Uh, when he was on the team and people had comments about should he be on the team, should he not be on the team, right? So some of the, the uh, yeah, 105 degree weather. I'm going to tell you, uh, I was in Seattle recently and it was 78 degrees high and I came back to 110 degrees at midnight with a blow dryer blasting my face. So that's that's the kind of weather we got going on here in Dallas. So it's going to be hot. It's going to be humid. It's going to be sticky. And we're going to be working our black jerseys too. Yes. So Ooh. nice and soaking wet. But it's going to be good. I think it's going to be a very fast and open game. Um, I think Dallas has an outside chance, but as much of a Dallas fan as I am, I'm a little worried. I'll be honest. You should be. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's, yeah. it's messy, right? I mean, Xavier, it's messy, right? Well, Dallas is in the playoffs right now, as far as the Western Conference goes. But yes. their offense hasn't necessarily been good. It's their defense that they're relying on, no. 
I mean, that's that's true. This season has been really tough. So there's been a lot of injuries. So Paul Ariola has been out for a pretty long time. Alan Velasco, who we signed last year for record transfer fee, he hasn't really been able to find the same form he had last year with guys like Ariola out. Sebastian Legette was out for a bit. Um, and then Paxton Pomacall, who's historically had injuries in the middle of the pitch, hasn't has been off and on. And so there hasn't been a lot of consistency with the first 11. So we've really been grinding games out with Martin Poss, who's a stud of a goalkeeper that we got last year. And you've got like a three center back rotation that we've been going through with Nkosi Tafari, uh, Jose Martinez and Sebastian Ibiaga. Usually the three of those, um, it, it, they kind of alternate. So you had Tafari and Martinez last last night. So I'd expect to see Ibiaga and Tafari partnering together on Sunday against Miami. All right. So if, if you had to tell us you think Miami has a chance because we suck here. A lot of body, everybody in the chat is like, we have, if Dallas has no midfield, where is Miami going to take advantage of Dallas? Where they should be taking advantage of Dallas uh-huh. is up the gut through the middle. So Sebastian okay. Legette just came back and he's been finding his form. Paxton Pomacall just got some minutes last night, but he's still not really match fit. And then Edwin Cerillo, who's been starting as a homegrown, just got traded to L.A. at midnight last night on the break. And uh, so it's it's a bit it's a bit touch and go. We like to play. 4-3-3, although it's more of a 4-1 with that defensive mid and then a 2 and then a 3. Okay. Um, Facundo uh, Cunion, I always mispronounce his last name, has been playing sort of that defensive midfield role, but he's reckless. He's always good for a crazy they, yellow they, or two. They tend to be. They tend to be. Right? <laughs> um, and so that that's where I would target um, uh, Dallas in transitions through the middle. But the good news for Dallas, we just signed... Uh, former Real Madrid, Real Sociedad defensive midfielder. I'm going to get the name uh, incorrect, the pronunciation. I have it right here. Uh, Asir Aramendi. I'm completely that's butchering pretty, That's pretty name. good. That's pretty good. But he cool. he is the signing we've needed in midfield. That's a good player. I don't expect him to start. I don't expect him to be match fit. Um, but I do expect him to see the field for a little bit at least. So if this signing had come a little bit earlier in the month, I think I feel better, but that's where Miami should go. And Messi's going to enjoy sitting right there, deep in transition, picking passes and finding guys on the wing and cutting in. That's where I would expect the the attack to go. Wow, I had a, a that perfect perfect signing. I yeah, yeah, that, that's a perfect storm for for Miami, being that their strength is 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 Boosie getting the ball right right there in the middle and just spraying Pushing it around. Yep. And, and you have we were talking about. I mean, obviously you have Messi. But uh, Kramashi has been playing the young, the young uh, player from Miami has been playing really well, and and he's been teaming up really well with Busi. You know they they understand each other well, and then get it up to to Messi and then to our guy Joseph. So if you, if you're saying that up the middle is weak, oh that's that's great for Miami. That's great for Miami. And and Leggett is he over his heartbreak or how's that going? <laughs> he got some goals under his belt, right? So okay. that to me okay. so tells he's me he's, he's he's on the he's, he's on the up. Form. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, doing he's, well. He's, he's rebounded. He's, he's rebounded pretty eyes. well. He's cold as eyes. That never bothered him. Come on, <laughs> he's heartless. He's heartless. He don't care about that. Uh, I don't so, know. Man. That, that, so that's a bad chick. <laughs> so well, I mean, you kind of answered what Tomas was just asking about what chances Dallas has about neutralizing Messi's game. I mean the. 
the mid I guess the midfield is probably the most critical on both either negative or positive side. Yeah, it absolutely is. I would say where Dallas does have a chance, right? And where we've historically liked to play is up the fullbacks or the wings whipping it in. So okay. usually you'll see our midfield spray passes out wide. Uh, last year it was to Velasco and Ariola whipping it in for Ferreira with Ariola out and Velasco's out and with um, Pomacall out. Velasco is actually dropped a bit more centrally in the last couple of matches. And you've had Ariola and, and O'Brien. <laughs> I just wait. I just want to bring this up. The, my that channel, be- you've already came through with like three dime of the day comments. He's, his, he's, his suggestion of eight one one formation. Trend setting. Trend setting. Innovative. <laughs> innovative. Trend setting. It's called the middle finger, right? I think that's yeah. what it's called, right? An eight one one. Yeah, just 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 play for a penalty shootout. You know, take your chances. Um, nice. Well, we're, you know what? We're, uh, we're, good. Wait, I was just go gonna ahead, say. Joshua. I just totally blew. No, no, you're good. I was gonna that. say. So Dallas did get a good good signing. Uh, their other good signing was winger by the name of Eugene, uh, uh, where is it? Eugene Ansa. So he's come in off the bench the last couple matches, but he's gotten multiple goals off the bench by being in the right place at the right time to whip in a cross uh, and find someone or to be on the end of a whipped in cross. Um, so that's where I think Dallas is going to try and target is spraying it out wide, try and get their speed of which our fullbacks are very fast as well as our wingers. And I think that's where we're going to try and take the game. If we try and play deep and defensive, we're going to lose. That's not the type of game that we play, and we're not set up to play that way. And our goalie, Martin Poss, is good for a couple of superhuman saves in him, but just as many superhuman saves. I would say for every three saves, he has one penalty that he gives up where he just likes to run out and clip people's legs. So that's nice. great news for Joseph. That's not nice. so good news for, for Dallas fans. And according to the rest of MLS fans, we're going to get that call one way or another. Right, exactly. And it's going to be scripted. It's going to be scripted and Messi's meant to win. But, but what you said is it plays exactly into Miami's weakness. Because Miami has, if, if they've been weak, well, they've been weak uh, until Messi and, and Boozy arrived. <laughs> but it, it, their greatest, one of the greatest weaknesses is, is down the wings. The defending down the wings has been horrendous. They've given up plenty oh, yeah. of goals that way. And exactly the way you said, get out and spray it into the box. And somehow the ball finds the back of the pole with somebody just walking in, tapping it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's happened all season. The last few games that hasn't happened, they've tightened up in general, you know, so we don't know what to expect there. But that, if there's a weakness, it is that for Miami. And and you just, you know, you guys have uh, Miami's strength is through the middle. So it's going to be like a perfect match. You know, the teams are going to be perfectly matched to see who can do more damage. Well, let me mention something, Xavier. I, I don't know if you noticed this, but at the end of the game yesterday, that same play that you're talking about that got called back for offsides right, was right, literally right. that play. It's been all season long. The against Chicago, I remember the coach Ezra. No. He, he said it. He said it like he came out before Phil, right? He said yep. it. You know that they were looking to do that on purpose. He they've scout. Mm-hmm. They've seen that weakness that Miami overshifts. Back post open. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then Phil came out. He's like, that's bullshit. That's yep. not true. Man. You know what? Ezra was right. It's been happening all year. Because yeah. it wasn't just Chicago. It, it, it's kept going all season long. And and they got lucky that the player did interfere and he was offside against Orlando, which is another salty play where they were criticizing and bitching about it. But the guy was offside. So, you know, the bar yeah. saw it and they, they called it back. Mm-hmm. 
and a set piece is another weakness of ours. So, uh, I mean, that that's basically where we give up the majority of our goals, honestly, over the last month. It's all, it hasn't been open play. It's been set pieces. So there he goes. Sean's it, talking about that. So yeah, yeah. We've got, we've got pretty tall center backs, especially if you've got Tafari and Ibiaga starting like that. They've gotten multiple goals from set pieces, specifically from Absolutely. corner kicks. Um, so that's, that's what we're going to, look to, to go towards is what I would say is Just try and target them either at the near, probably the back post. Um, and then Velasco can whip in a pretty precise free kick, right? He's, uh, he's, uh, these guys are beautiful today. Right, right? Uh, round of applause to you guys in the comments Tonight section. Bro. You guys I are think that Orlando again. city victory, like, like gave everybody creativity juice or something. I don't know what yes. happened. There's you know um, what? I, I honestly love make, doing this show just to read the comments, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just here for the comments. <laughs> I'm just here for the comments. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, Joe. Sorry no, you're good. I was going to say Alan Velasco can whip in a pretty precise free kick, right? He's no Messi, but he is our Argentinian, right? So he does have a, a wicked kick. Um, and I would say if anybody didn't watch FC Dallas's match last night, which is probably pretty likely because y'all were watching the Inter-Miami Orlando match, right? I was flipping back yep. and forth myself. Um Martin Paz has a double save near the end of the match that is incredible um, and preserves the 2-1 lead for Dallas, which gives Dallas the victory. That is what Martin Paz is known for. There's there's a moment. So I think they were resting Martin Paz, and they had uh, Jimmy Jimmy Marrer as the backup starting in the first match against Charlotte. And Dallas should have won that match outright. They ended up losing in PKs in the group phase of the League Cup. But Jimmy Marrer had some saves, some blunders, that it's just Martin Paz doesn't make those. They swap him in the next match, same type of shot, boom, it's not getting past him. I mean, the the level of class is just ridiculous when you're looking at both of them. So that's what I would say. He also had a double PK save on Sporting Kansas City earlier in the year. Um, he's, he Technically, it was just one because they made Sporting KC retake it. But it was the same guy, Paz stoned him twice. So that's that's the type of goalie he's got, um, he, the that Dallas has got. So that's what's going to be interesting. Um, but as a good friend of mine, uh, Jeff Rusnak said, uh, Messi has a way of making even the best goalkeepers look uh, a bit foolish. So we'll see. Yeah, it's it's funny. A, a, a friend of mine, he drives an Uber, and he uh, he had uh, Galesi's brother, uh, and he was taking him to his hotel yesterday, and he called them. You know, he called me because Galesi's brother wanted to ask me how many times has Messi scored on Galesi, and I didn't answer because I was in the pool. And by the time I called my friend back, he wasn't there. But if by any chance in health he's watching this, he scored twice on your brother now. It's been twice. Yeah. So I just wanted to put that out there. All right. So it's prediction time. Joe, my man, before we start talking about the fusion night, predictions for Sunday's game, Dallas, Miami, in Dallas, home field advantage for Miami. I want to say right now. I want to say right now. If anybody spent $62,000 on a ticket for the match, I want to know what kind of job you have because to have $62,000 worth of disposable income is Mm -hmm. incredible to just drop on a ticket like that. Um, No, I'm going to say, so Dallas home field advantage is usually pretty strong, usually. Um, But I I grew up a Dallas fan and I was there the first time Beckham played in the stadium against Dallas. And to see the Galaxy home field advantage was unprecedented. I'm going to say it's going to be 3-2 Miami, which I feel bad wow. pulling, or not pulling, I'm pulling for Dallas, I will say. But 
I hate having that prediction, but I do think it's going to be open. It's going to be fast. And I think at the end of it, it's going to be 3-2 Miami. You're a good man. You you, you know, no, hardly anybody ever, you know, says a score against their team. Yeah. I'm hoping it has like the reverse effect. You're, you're right? hoping Maybe you're wrong. is listening <laughs> right now and he's like, I'm going to show that guy. Oh, <laughs> I got you. I got uh, you. Xavier. Prediction Billboard Xavier. material. Man, I haven't had uh, the ability to watch too many of the Dallas games, but I know when you have a player, right? So Ferreira is, is a talented player. So I, I think yes. he'll definitely get, get, they'll definitely get on the board. Uh, Miami has been tight to, you know, they've been scoring a lot of goals lately with Messi. But I think it's about time for another tight game, maybe a two to one game, Miami. But okay. you know, we'll see. It's, it's they're both. It's, it's a weird game. You got to analyze because they're both playing into their weaknesses. Like it's a perfect match for an open game, like you said. Yeah. So it's who knows what could happen? Interesting. Yeah, Chris, what are you thinking? Listen, it's like he said. You know, what is this guy Ferreira? He's a pretty, pretty high up there FIFA card. Okay, you know I play. You know I don't play around with my FIFA cards. Hey, that's right? how we scout on this show. Yeah, you know, that's how we scout. We scout a FIFA card. FIFA no better, shame in that. better sponsor you guys, dude. Yeah, right, we're trying. We're trying. We're, we're working those angles. <laughs> uh, I I think. Look, if I went with three one Orlando, which I got perfectly, by the way, Danny. The only so did thing I. Is, so did I. So did I. The only thing is, I didn't pick. Uh, I didn't pick Messi to get two goals. I picked uh, Taylor to get the the third one. Um. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Much appreciated. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with four to two. Uh, wow. Miami okay. You don't think, gonna you think they're gonna to put two. up four? They're gonna think they're gonna put up four goals on the middle finger formation. Eight one one. I'm not eight one one. Eight one one. My no, son threw ten zero zero. I'm surprised that eight one one nets two goals in their favor. Yeah. Well, that's that's true and, also. See, this is why Pedro, I'm picking four two because Messi is a 99. No, and then we got a bunch of other gold cards. Yeah, at they just came out with a brand at 36, new card. He's still a 99. No, so they got a special so, card for him. That so FIFA doesn't yeah. think he's he, he's here just to retire, right? If he nah, he's, nah. he's, he's got he's got some juice. Man, I hope that you're right on that one, Chris. But I'm gonna go good old boring like I did with the last game. I said two one last game. Uh, I was happy that they got three. And uh, I'm gonna go two one on this one also. Dallas has a good defense. It is what it is. They don't get away, scored on much. First away game, big travel. First away well, game. It's gonna travel. be hotter than. It's gonna be hot as hell. And um, I, I think it's gonna be a, an adjustment. So as as much as I want to kind of ride that that Chris wave with a four two, I'm gonna. I still think we win, but it's gonna be more contested than people are thinking. I think two one. And I just can't predict clean sheets for us because I just don't believe it. I think that they're going to score on on a set piece or something like that. Unfortunately, that's what I do believe. All right. So. uh, Yeah, you were saying, Xavier? No, as the games, you know, you get further into these rounds, the games are going to get tighter and tighter. And, and, you know, they're going to get a little rougher and and there's going to be less scoring. So, I mean, this Dallas Dallas has their weapons that that can, you know, cause harm to Miami and and they're at home. So I I, I think it's a tough game. I'm going to do, Daniel, I know you're about to say something. I'm going to do one very specific prediction. So I remember when Beckham played, uh, Adrian Ciro, uh, I don't know, that's a callback. He played for FC Dallas, a Canadian defensive midfielder. Beckham brings the ball down. Ciro comes in with a crunching tackle, gets an automatic yellow. He stands over Beckham and says, welcome to MLS and walks off. So my prediction is that Facundo Cognon is going to start and he's going to do that to one of 
the Barcelona boys. I don't know if it's going to be Messi, but it will be to one of them. And there will be something said in Portuguese uh, or Spanish, depending on what Facunda decides to say. Well, you know what? Jordi Alba, I love you, but I really hope it's you because I don't want him to touch (laughs) Messi or Busquets. Take take one one for the the team. team. If, if one of the Barca guys has to take it, please let it be Jordi Alba because at least you got Noah Allen behind them. If it's Messi, let's just pretend like it's Messi who's taking that. You know who's going to go out and, and do a flying sidekick and defend them? It's not going to be the, the, it's, it's not gonna be the Barcelona guy. No, it's his new best friend. Name, Joseph. His new, his new best friend, Joseph. No, no, Joseph okay. comes to his defense. Dude, if that <laughs> happens, okay. it's going to get ugly because Joseph, Joseph is like always hugging him and in the pictures yeah. and us. If Messi He's goes down like that. Joseph, Joseph, yeah, Joseph's gonna come and like karate kick somebody <laughs> for sure. All right, go throw some arroz con uh, una arepa, con, uh, a flying arepa, yeah. <laughs> toss a table on him. So, uh, something's, so happening. Joe, something's happening. Uh, before we close this out, I, I did want to give you a chance because obviously, a lot of uh, the majority of us are here are inter Miami fans, but we have a lot of new uh viewers that don't realize that Miami did have a team before this. It was the Miami Fusion back in 2001 was the last year. They had yep. the best record in the league. They unfortunately didn't win the chip that year. They won the Supporter Shield. And then they went into extinction. And then we had to wait 20 years to come back. But go ahead and tell them what you're doing with your podcast about the Miami Fusion night and all that other good stuff since we have so many people who are listening. Yes. So I would say if you want to know more about the story of the Miami Fusion, I did an episode with y'all. It's back in y'all's archives as well. Um, the 21. Episode 41, there it is. Uh, But the podcast is called 25 for 25, the story of the Miami Fusion from those who lived it. Uh, I'm doing interviews with former players, coaches, staff, fans, supporters, literally anybody who is uh, affiliated with the club. And we're just doing an oral history of of the podcast. And I got some really cool guests that have yet to air. uh, So those episodes are are still to come. Uh, But on Friday, October 6th at Mickey Byron's Irish Pub in Hollywood, Florida, we're doing a live podcast recording at 25 for 25 and an official Miami Fusion reunion. Um, I can I can tell you a couple confirmed guests. Uh, former captain Jimmy Rooney is going to be hosting it with me. Uh, we're going to tell you a little bit about the origins of the podcast. We're going to bring people up to share some stories. We're going to be running through a, whoever's there. So it's going to be exciting. Ian Bishop's going to be there. If people remember the British midfielder, Ivan McKinley. Uh, there's other players that uh, I can't officially say yet, but just uh, know that there's going to be some surprises. I've got former staffers like Donna Cardoza, who is listed as the uh, the mom, the team mom of the Fusion. Guys like the former trainer, Jamie Rojas. Uh, other folks connected with the Fusion, like Jeff Rusnak of the Fort Lauderdale Sun Sentinel and Michelle Kaufman with the Miami Herald. So there's going to be a ton of people from the Miami sports scene and the Miami fusion that are coming into town or are already in town uh, that are going to be there for this event. So it's going to be exciting. Uh, there's really cool stuff. Uh, uh, I hope I'm allowed to say this. So here we go. Uh, we've got custom pint glass engravings uh, that you can get while you're there at the, at the pub. So go and support Mickey Byron's. They've been super awesome. They're the, are you uh, they have a promotion. Well, uh, you never know, right? You never know. Um, but I'm going to say, I am going to tell you, they are doing a promotion right now that if uh, every time Messi scores, they give out a free beer. I don't know if it's to everybody that's in the the bar or if you have to come after or whatever. They said, we're running out of money because Messi keeps scoring, but that's a, a plug for them. Um, and then there's going to be some other fun giveaways I'm working on. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be it's going to be awesome. Some good, fun, unbelievable stories from yesteryear. Um, I do 6th. have a QR code that you can scan to go directly to get your Eventbrite ticket. So there's no charge, but I just do it so that way. I can tra- track and see how many people are there. Uh, I've got it. I don't know if I can present it. Let uh, let me see uh, if <laughs> this, guy, what is this is going to work. 
Hold on. He's talking about see. the scrambled eggs. I remember Ivan McKinley with with uh, strikers. Uh, yes, I used to go. I used to go out there and watch. I had a friend play uh, at that point in time, so I would go watch my friend. I remember McKinley. I remember a couple of the other guys. I forgot their names, but I used to go out there and watch them play. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. There's gonna be some really cool stories, some absolutely unbelievable stories. I've been told there may be a story or two that we won't be able to record, but we'll be there for the people live in <laughs> the bar. Always, so always fun. Come check it out. I, I, is the QR code showing? I can't tell if it is showing on my yeah, screen. Yeah, hold it, on. It, I don't it, know it, how to it, do this. I, it's just, there it is. There you go. Yes. Just scan that bad boy. It'll take you to the Eventbrite. You can sign up. It's going to be a good time for sure. Beautiful. So, so make sure. And then where can they follow you? So just in case they can keep in uh, yes. track of everything going up between now and October 6th. That's right. So I'm at Miami Fusion Pod on Instagram and Facebook. And then on Twitter, or I guess it's x now i don't, I don't know what's call it um call it, it is yeah yeah at, on twitter i'm at detox d-t-a-l-k-s joe um and i will say i'll give you a little teaser i'm also already working on 25 for 25 season two i'm not gonna go much further but it is dallas focused and it is 25 years ago in 1999 because it's going to come next year and there's some really cool stuff that was happening in mls 1999 so just stay tuned and Lucas, we've asked the question to both Joe and Xavier already, so we got to check that out in the archives, sir. Oh, the cruise question. <laughs> well, I mean, we've, we've asked the Lucas question, but the cruise question, just yeah, real tough. quick, real quick. Let's make this real quick because we're running out of time here. First, we'll go with Javi, and then we'll go with Joe. One to five, five being the best option, one being the worst. Cruising, go. Three and a half. Do we mean like... Cruising for people? Do we mean like going on a cruise? On a cruise. Like going, going on, on a, a cruise. cruise. Oh, I'm gonna say like one. I've never been on a cruise, so. Oh. You know so what? I'll say just five because I've also never been on a cruise, and it could be one or there five, you go. right? Yes. There you go. There so you go. Average, the one in the five is six, so we'll go three for him. That's his. There answer. it is. Three it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, so as always, Steve, eat it, eat it. So Steve is a cruise hater. All right. If you are on audio, thank you for listening all the way to the end. If you were watching on YouTube, thank you for watching all the way to the end. And if you were in the comment section, as always, you are by far the best part of the show. We appreciate you joining us. And to Xavier for filling in for Chris while he was, you know, running late, I guess. Uh, we thought he wasn't going to be here, but no, we appreciate no one you can joining feel us. Chris's shoes. No, yeah. no. I was just here, you know, taking space. <laughs> Joe, thank you for joining us on short notice. I hit you up very late, but you were kind enough to join us. Thank you for talking, Dallas. And again, we're looking forward to that Miami Fusion stuff. And and thank you, Chris, for uh, probably having to sleep on the couch tonight because it's your wife's birthday and you jumped on with us anyway. But thank you. I still hate you. And we will see you guys on maybe Sunday night or Monday. I don't know. Depending on what time the game is. Joe, have you heard what time the game is on Sunday? No, they haven't announced it, but uh, yeah, usually yeah. it's been nine o'clock Eastern, eight o'clock Central, yeah. because it, you got to go as late know. as possible. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, I would love to record after the game, but I don't know how that's going to go. It depends on the time. But if not, we'll catch you guys on our usual time on Monday, nine o'clock. And a and special happy yeah. birthday to my wife. Happy oh, birthday. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, happy yeah, birthday. Yeah, 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 yeah. brownie yeah. points late. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you go and show her this part of the show, Chris. Yeah, yeah. She's watching. All right. Yeah, oh, okay. So there you go. And if you are interested in any new Inter Miami or Messi gear, go ahead and visit us on BowderFans.com. And until the next one, have a good one.